This episode is brought to you by State Farm. There's no better feeling than a personal win, and the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Modelo. What does a true fan look like? It's cheering the loudest. It's never missing a game, no matter what. And for that, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Because you are a fighter, and Modelo is your reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Shop delivery or pickup options near you at ordermodello.com. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. What's up, everybody? I'm JJ John J. Stramski. And I'm Jason Goff. And if you haven't heard, The Ringer has gone local. I'm bringing the fire. I'm bringing the rain from the Big Apple with my show, New York, New York. And I'm repping Chi-Town with my new show, The Full Go on All Things Chicago. We've got episodes three nights a week with all the reaction to the local teams and guests. Plus bonus episodes around all the big games and storylines. So whether you're uptown, downtown, in the burbs, or a transplant. Make sure you follow New York, New York, and The Full Go on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. All right, we're doing a green room edition, a live edition here at Super Bowl 56 in Los Angeles, California. The Tuesday Ringer NFL show is in your ear. It's James Jones, <laughs> Ryan Shazier, and me, Jason Goff. Uh, you know, it's been 24 weeks that I've been talking to these gentlemen That's via Zoom. <laughs> I've been counting it like a jail sentence. It's been 24 weeks since I've been talking to these gentlemen on Zoom, and now we have the culmination of the season, fellas. Good to see you, James. Yes, good sir. to see you, Rye. Good to see you. We got all see. credentialed up. Arjuna and Isaiah rolling with us. We got the entire team with us. I don't know who are the police and who is working with us, <laughs> but it feels good to be out here. This is only my second time in L.A., period. Last time I was out here was in 2008, so... We're going to be leaning on James Jones, Ryan, yeah, yeah, for, 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 for all the dinner bills, uh, for all the parties. Yeah, he, yeah, he definitely owes us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got fresh book money over here. Nah, though, so well, it's, it's, fresh book money it's the here. thing. It's the yeah, thing. You don't get, I feel you don't like, get, you don't get like rich I'm, from a book? Okay, what you, <laughs> I feel like I'm with royalty out here. So the scene has been set. Uh, the next few days, we're going to talk about this Super Bowl uh, amongst each other and amongst your, you know, your NFL brethren. But the, the very early early look at it is the LA Rams are the, the team to beat in this game and I keep going back to the last three teams that have gone up against the Bengals <laughs> yeah. were probably the team to beat in that game so how much do you put into the first time experience for all the guys on the Cincinnati side and also the the legacy building experience that we're going to see in Aaron Donald and, you know Vaughn Miller's already got his but Vaughn Miller has turned it up over these last few weeks where his pass rush win rate is double what it was early in the season in these last two games so what do you think experience experientially and all the other things that are going to come into play here in this game uh, I won't ask for your picks just yeah, as yet yeah. but what's the scene looking like for you as we get closer you know, to Sunday for, for me I think that experience stuff overrated yeah. I do because when we came in and played the Steelers you had the Troy Palomalos the Ryan Clarks the Ben Roethlisberger's who, who've all been there we coming in Aaron Rodgers the Donald Drivers mm -hmm. you know what I mean we've, ne we've never seen the Super Bowl you know what I mean so at the same time at the end of the day we just kept it to football is football nothing <laughs> is changing the football field is 53 yards wide it's two end zones on yeah. each side do what you do on offense do what you do on defense you know what I mean so the experience factor I, I really don't say that oh a team that's been here seven times or a team that's been here twice or whatever mm -hmm. they got it is no upper hand you got to come out and play the game now the thing to me that gives the Bengals the edge is they playing with house's money 
You know what I'm saying? Nobody expected JoJo Burrow to be here. You know what I mean? And Cincinnati Bengals. Everybody expected the Rams to be here with what they did. They went and go get Vaughn. You get OBJ. You get Matthew Stafford. It was the expectations that they were going to be in this game. And they're here. They are the favorites. And all the pressure is on them to win it. You know? So I just think Joe, Joe, Joe Burrow coming out there cool and calm. Like, man, if we lose, everybody going to say, like, man, this, this team is up and coming. They got to have a good chance to get back. So it's really no pressure. You know? So experience, I ain't really, I'm not really worried about that because football is football. Ball, you you got to go play the game, but you know well, just you, the, just that, having no the, pressure for that game. When they talk about every, the first team to calm down, yeah. like the pre-snap yeah. penalties, or yeah. guys not knowing their assignments, yeah. or guys maybe studying too hard. Now McVay I ain't actually, gonna lie about that because McVeigh said he he overprepared, <clears throat> adrenaline time. and all that. So yeah. you know all that stuff gets caught up in it because I remember I dislocated this finger, dislocated this finger, same week. Right, so during the Super Bowl you week, done that all year? no, it was before the playoffs <laughs> even started. So which finger, every, by the way, they can't see you on one, Channel yeah, Zero. This one and this one dislocated. So <laughs> he during said this one and yes. this one, he's so, talking about both his ring fingers, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. So he, during for some reason, the playoff run, I'm getting my finger shot up. Oh, so I only could feel these three on each hand, you know, because these two numb. Right, so I go to Eagles, Atlanta, the Bears. I'm getting them shot up during the week. I can't even catch a pass, Aaron. I'm just running routes. Aaron ain't throwing to me. I'm not in the read. I'm just running routes, making sure my legs and all that stay good because right, I can't right. shoot them up during practice. Right. right, so I get out there for Super Bowl, and Aaron's out there. And I remember I had talked to Pam Oliver, and she's like, "How you feeling?" And I'm like, "I'm good." You know what I'm saying? Like I'm excited. About so you lied. And Aaron started throwing me passes, and I'm just wop wop wop. And I ain't got my finger shot yet, and I feel nothing. Uh, and I'm like, I'm like, my <laughs> And I'm like, and that's when I knew, like, man, this ain't it's just different. no other game. <laughs> it's I'm like, this here is real. So, yes, I think early in the game, hey, know that your adrenaline going to be kicking. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have to calm down a little bit. But I think they'll settle in and be fine. And let's let's just keep it real. The most important positions on the field have never seen a Super Bowl. Mm. And that's JoJo Burrow and Matthew Stafford. Hey. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it's going to come down to, whatever quarterback plays the best. Ryan, early returns for you. We know the game is a few days away, but people are leaning towards one side. What you thinking right now? And if anything changes, obviously we change picks. But what are you thinking right now about this game? Man, first of all, this this probably one time the whole year <laughs> that I'm about to agree with James. There we go. You know what I'm saying? So this probably the one time. I, think, I think it's only one person that matter. I think it's only one person that matter when it comes to experience in the Super Bowl. His name is Tom Brady. Dude. You know, that's the only person I can think of when it comes to experience. But i never been here. James been here. You know, Arjuna made that known in the yeah. – and, and, and not to cut you off, but even Tom Brady <laughs> lost to Nick Foles. Yeah, facts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so that's what Very I'm saying. True. Experience and all that, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's overrated. <laughs> now, but to me – the whole year, you know, I said the Rams, the Rams, the Rams. And then I've been talking to a few people this year, and it's kind of like making it sway a little bit. Man, like, I'm telling hey, you. Like, the, every, like you said, they playing with house money. They Cincinnati's are. Playing with house they money. Are. Obviously, they're not trying to come in here and lose. Mm -mm. But Go ahead they, and do what you want to do. But they have they have all the talent. But I'm, I'm definitely going with the Rams. I'm oh, going damn. with the Rams. See, I'm not, I'm not going, going with, I'm not, I'm going with Cincinnati. Do. I can't do it. And, and, and the reason, and this is the reason <laughs> we why. We know the reason why. This is, and this is the reason why. And not all the other stuff, everybody know. You know Gentlemen, this is one of the main Pittsburgh Steelers family talking about <laughs> right No, no, no. This is the main reason. First of all, this man got sacked nine times versus the Titans. Yeah. And what was it? Five, five against the Chiefs. Yeah, five versus the, the Chiefs. right side of that yeah. line is having some problems right yeah. now. If you don't think Aaron Donald, yeah, 
and Von Miller <laughs> and Leonard Floyd yeah. are not about to go off this game. Yeah. But that's you the only thing that scares me. It's because big enough, though. But no, it's the only thing, the only thing that scares me is because Cincinnati, I mean, uh, Tennessee got after him. No, and but it Joe, ain't the same. And, but listen, JoJo Burrow responded, you down 21-3. Hey. And the Kansas City Chiefs getting at you, and here come JoJo Burrow and them. So some, that's what I'm saying. Something this is the just one that telling me that. not supposed to make any sense, guys. Man. I'm telling you. Aaron Donald. I know. Aaron Donald leads the league in pass-win ratio, yeah. and he's double-teamed over 70% of the time. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. you, you, you if, hey, I was, if I was a all, betting man and I was betting my money on this, could nobody talk me out of going with the Rams. And but this, something this is, is why. just telling this, me. You know what's telling Joe, you? Joe Burrow. That's it. That's what's it's telling you. It's just going to find and, a way hey. to get this done. And, and we all know confidence is contagious. You know what I'm saying? He and makes, if as a team you said we have taken down the number yeah. one team in the AFC and we came back from 21-3 to against the number two team in the AFC, Ryan, when you in that locker room, you're looking at your brother like, we can't be stopped. You're right. <laughs> you're right. You know what I'm nah, saying? Right, we can't the, be the stopped. Is, the thing is with me, man, like they, they got all the talent they in the do. world. They do. They got all the talent in the world. But I feel like the only way this game, the Bengals win, is if they jump out. Like they jump out mm -hmm. on the rounds because the Rams, force they, Matthew Stafford, they, they force yeah. Matthew Stafford to yeah. actually do Matthew Stafford. And the thing yeah. is, Matthew Stafford can he can he can definitely win the game. But the biggest thing for me is that Cincinnati has shown multiple times this the last like eight games we cool being behind. Yeah, the Rams they get fishy when they behind. You they yeah. don't play the same. But when they're in front, you know they, that's what they, I, that's they, why I think they they, the they key, get physical. the key to this game is going to be JoJo Mixon. Strictly because you know the pass rush coming. If we could settle them down and slow that pass rush down with some screens and some runs and all that with JoJo Mixon, then that I think that's going to be the equalizer in the game. I think the Bengals will win this game. Ooh. And the reason I think the Bengals are going to win this game is because of that reason right there. Their running game has been average the yeah. last two or three games, but they stuck to it. Yeah. And, you know, they're not scared of, like you mentioned, not scared of something. They're not scared <laughs> of going third and no, six, third not. and seven on you because oh. you're saving yourself a quarterback hit. You're saving, you know, wear and tear on a, on a quarterback. And we all yeah. know accuracy declines once you get hit, yeah. right? So if Joe Mixon is getting one or two or losing one, I'm cool with second and nine. I'm cool. With, I'm not cool with second and fourteen. Only thing that's you, know, you got to earn the right to run, rush the passer, yeah. right? Yeah. And and they gonna we gonna find and out. They gonna have to thirty eight and yeah. that turn into running. Yeah. That turn into pass down. I, I can dig yeah. it. I but can dig one it. One thing they gonna have to do though is they gonna make sure they need to stick with this run because if the pass rush gets going, and JoJo Burrow just feel the. Whew, the swiping. He might not even be close, but it's just because the pass this rush is coming. With his own sound effects, hey, that could be hot feet, ball coming out early. I'm, I'm calling but, it right but now. What about, what would about Joe Burrow make you think that he going to have ghosts and, and see ghosts and have hot feet? Though. I'm not saying see ghosts. I'm just saying. sacks on him, too, by the way. Like, we put a lot on yes. the right side of the line. He hold the ball this trying all, to make this, something this big is, happen. This is the often. reason why I truly believe that this could play a factor if you feel Floyd and Vaughn and Aaron Donald consistently. I'll never forget we played the Denver Broncos when they had D. Ware and they had Von Miller. And all week, our old line like, don't we got it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You sure, as as you see, you're a football sure. player. Coach, don't come up to me trying to add people in the box and all. I got it. You know what I'm saying? We that. in the tunnel. We in the tunnel. Before coming out for the game, and A-Rod said, if you're around at 15, you run at 10. Break that joint off. they coming. <laughs> 
<laughs> After the rah-rah, he comes to the side hey, like, I know what they say. Hey, saying. I hear what the old line's saying, but they coming. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, these boys, you said it. They coming. No, for sure. You know what I'm saying? How is he going to deal with it? I'm calling it right now. You know? Uh-oh. Aaron Donald is going to score a yeah. touchdown. This week. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we Von appreciate Miller, y'all. In the game, in the, in the game that the defense is needed to take over, Von Miller did it so, a while ago. So, I fan, feel like Aaron fan do a prop a bet. Aaron Donald touchdown. I don't think you do prop best in California, but yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the superstar. Exactly. It's time for Daddy Warbucks to to take himself on to (laughs) his other ventures. Uh, This is his city and his town. James Jones is being summoned. Look at him as he walks off. Resplendent. Is that Lululemon? Hey, I I love Lululemon. I ain't going to lie. It looked like money is what it looks like. (laughs) James Jones, ladies and gentlemen. So, right in my head, on the flight, as I was coming here trying to figure out, like, the angles to this game, and we, we talk about Joe Mixon, right? To me, this game might come down to Joe Mixon versus the Rams run defense, which is, you know, not going out on the ledge, or, or T. Higgins against anybody else who isn't Jalen Ramsey. Because if Jalen Ramsey's going to be shadowing or being on the side of Jamar Chase, and I'd be interested to see what they do with Chase to throw him in the slot, give him two-way go, put him on the boundary. But T. Higgins has been on the outside all season long. Yeah. So if you going to mess around and have Williams or somebody else go follow Jamar Chase, good luck with that. But I feel like five is going to be on one most of the game. If T. Higgins can make plays. Like I, you talk about Aaron Donald scoring yeah. a touchdown. I think T. Higgins has to have seven, eight catches. Yeah, for like, sure. The other guys around the stars, if Joe Mixon doesn't have four or five yards of carry, then he got to give you at least 3.1, 3.2, just to mm-hmm. keep him honest. Because the Cincinnati Bengals, the only way they're going to win this game, I don't think I think they can win the game close, or I think they can get blown out, yeah. if that makes any sense. Yeah, I agree. For them to win the game, they got to keep it close. And if Jamar Chase is going to be taken away, I mean, you look at what they've been doing. They haven't been – stretching the field much either, especially these last couple of weeks. They've been throwing the ball pretty close line of scrimmage because of their offensive line woes. So if you're a defender and you're looking at, okay, having to defend against Joe Mixon in that running game and knowing that they're going to keep it going as much as they possibly can, because if they, if you get into the 40s and 50s with Joe Burrow throwing the football, that means something ain't right yeah, to me. Sure. Um, defending the run game against the Bengals or – counting on your second and third corners to go up against Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins, which which if you were a defender in this game, which one do you think you would have the easier go at? I think it would be easier for the Rams to defend their receivers. That's not Jamar Chase. Mm. It's because the whole season, everybody understands Jalen Ramsey is going to be on the best guy or he's going to be moving around near the best guy. Mm-hmm. And so the rest of the season, those guys understood we're going to have to stand up versus everybody else. You know they played against all the big dogs in the in the you know in the during the season they played the Arizona Cardinals you know Seahawks they have you know they two they have two big dogs right, right. you know and they they've been it's playing a tough division yeah it's a tough division to go against and I think their receivers already understand hey we we've been against these type of guys before to me I think it's more about Eli Apple mm. I think it's more about Eli Apple like because is can Eli hold Odell. Because the thing is, Eli will give you one good game, and then out of nowhere, he'll be gone for two games. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, then come back and get – Or very present yeah, or, for yeah, the wrong reasons. You're right, right. <laughs> are very, like, are very <laughs> present. So the thing is, obviously he's an Ohio State guy. Yeah, for sure. He, you know, we, we know each other well. Yeah, yeah, he talking like, crazy. Yeah. Hey, but he shut him down. Yeah. You yeah, know, so, yeah. so like, he had his game last week. Is he going to have back-to-back games? You know, or is he going to show why he was a first-rounder? Mm. You know, so because everywhere else he was at, 
they didn't feel confident in them like they do here. And to me, because everybody know, I don't care what nobody does over there. Cooper Cup's going to eat. So let me ask you: Do you which side do you say? Because it's all about matchups and winning a matchup. And they haven't. Robert Woods, a terrific player. Yeah. He's not Odell Beckham Jr. Athletically. Yeah. You know, different route running, different kind of receiver. But athletically, they haven't had a guy who was on the opposite of Cooper Cup or yeah. on the opposite of Robert Woods that has Odell's talent. Right. Do you? Do you shade coverage over to Odell, or do you shade coverage over to the guy who's probably going to be the offensive player of the year? Honestly, I think Cooper Cup's going to eat. Last week, Cooper Cup had, what, 140 yards? Mm-hmm. And the 49ers seen him three times that year. And he and there was like, and he still couldn't stop him. Sean McVay is just a great play caller. He's going to get his guys the ball. Right. And I think Odell, when he gets one-on-one, he's gonna, I don't think he's going to beat anybody deep. Like, he, he can. Mm-hmm. He can, but I think it's going to be more of his route running, him doing comebacks, him doing over routes, him doing, like, drag type of things to give him the ball. Because Odell and Cooper Cup are really good with the ball in their hands. And the thing is, I think it's, like, with this game, we talked about, like, the, the big stars, T. Higgins, Odell, yeah, Jamar yeah. Chase. Yeah, yeah. Like, what is Tyler Boyd and yeah. what is Vance Jefferson going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. because I think, you know, I think that's stuff that Sean McVay is thinking about. And, and, X-Factor dudes. You know, and Zach Taylor, because if you're really thinking about it, both of those guys have had big games multiple times in this season. But everybody always expect the, the, stars. the stars to make the play. But in the Super Bowl, Malcolm Smith was the MVP before. Yeah, Larry James, Brown. James White was his MVP, but you know, should have been. You know, but it <laughs> ended up being Tom Brady. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So sometimes it, it might not be the superstar. Like this, one of the superstars are gonna step up. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's one of those guys. But I think, me personally, that the Bengals will have a tougher time guarding the receivers of the Rams than the Rams have a tougher time than the Bengals. The matchup also, and looking at some of the numbers and listening actually to uh, the the Monday. Uh, NFL Ringer Feed show with Ben and Kevin and the boys. Uh, ben Solak brought up the fact that, you know, the Bengals team is a team that drops seven, drops eight, you know, doesn't do a whole lot of blitzing. Uh, if you're Matt Stafford in this offense, you're going to have to take small bites because if they're dropping eight, dropping seven, and that's the defense they employed against Patrick Mahomes to make him look crazy in the second half of the AFC Championship game, we know Matt Stafford has a ten- tendency every once in a while to give it to the other team. Yeah, for sure. Right? And in the, this game, turnovers obviously going to matter. It's, yeah. it's one of the biggest indicators in NFL football. So do you trust that if the Bengals are dropping eight, dropping seven, not bringing heat and saying, hey, Field position. If you're going, if you're going to get that thing at the 25 to 30, you're going to have to march 65, 70 yards and be patient and take what we give you. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game myself. But if they employ that strategy that we've seen them employ the last couple of weeks in terms of dropping that many people and saying, "Can you find the hole?" Do you think Matt Stafford can go an entire game, especially as James mentioned with the adrenaline pumping and the stakes and his legacy and narratives that are being written about both quarterbacks? Do you think? that he can be as patient as he needs to be and not give up the ball and have that crucial mistake that we've seen quarterbacks in this game have. One thing my dad told me, Coach Tomlin told me, and a bunch of people told me, you are who you show you are. Yeah. If you a deep ball thrower, you want the you want the gusto, I think I think it's going Give him a quarter, you know. Give him, give him a few. It'd be cool. It'd be, it'd be cool, cool for, for a couple drives. Cool yeah. for a couple drives. But I feel Sean McVay's that type of guy too. You know, he's the type of coach. He's gonna try to scheme something up mm. to to get a one on one. You know, they are gonna have somebody deep back there with it. But it's gonna be like, hey, my guy versus your guy. 
Mm-hmm. It's not going to be two guys versus my guy. Yeah. I, but I, I, I won't be surprised if that, that happens because even Patrick Mahomes in tough situations, and, you know, everybody loves Pat. And even by, everybody sure. said at the beginning of the season, hey, man, Pat trying to keep going deep. He keep trying to go deep. He keep trying to go deep. And then throughout the season, you know, he calmed down a little bit. But then once the playoffs came, yeah. he went right back to who he is. Yeah. Matt Stafford almost threw the game away trying to go deep. Yeah. You know, so yeah. – and to me, I think when somebody show you there's something, that's who they are. Yeah. You know, so I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if, if that's something that, that happens. Like Joe, Joe Burrow is the type of quarterback, I think he's more of I will take what you give me. Like they like to throw shots, but like like you said, the in the playoffs they haven't th- they haven't thrown a lot of shots. Mm-hmm. They they've been they've been we well we can't throw shots. Like my line is not allowing me to throw shots. Right. You know he likes it, but Matt Stafford he knows that Whitworth he's gonna be one on one with Henderson. They will probably uh, win. Uh, Sam Hubbard and he knows like hey I, I trust that guy. Right. You know he he gonna have uh you know Cam Akers or Sony Michelle they got good pass protection. He you know I can trust these guys. So I, I don't see why he wouldn't go deep or why he wouldn't throw a a deep pass um, because that's who he's been the whole season. I'm glad you mentioned Cam Makers and Sony Michelle because the Rams running game, you know, we, we talk a lot about Sean McVay and a lot of his concepts is power running concepts. It's just, you know, tricks and obviously he, he can put together a passing scheme to complement it. Uh, the, the Bengals with the bare front that they run sometimes where you got five guys on the line, three, you know, three essentially defensive tackles inside of the offensive mm-hmm. tackles. Um, do you think that that is going to be enough to deter uh, Sean McVay from running the football as much as he might want to? Like they're going to show, like I said, they're going to show different looks, obviously, but they want to make sure they stop the run because if you if you don't stop the Rams' running game, the game's probably over yeah, because sure. they're going to be able to pick you know anything from the playbook. How, how do you think the Bengals will try to slow down the running game if not grind it to a halt in the Super Bowl? I think they're going to load the box. But the way they're going to load the box is kind of like how the Steelers do it or kind of how, like, the Ravens do it, is they're loading the box, but, like, they might send somebody, or even though they don't send a lot of pressure, but they're going to load the box in a a way that they can, you know, interrupt Cooper Cup, interrupt, you know, the receivers so they can still kind of slow down the run. But I don't think Sean Sean is going to stick to who he is. Like, his whole career, he's been a guy that my whole offense is based off of play action, based off of how I set up the run. So I don't see why he would change that up, you know, because they slow down the run a little bit. Like, we even see with the Bengals, they, they constantly run the ball even when it's not looking good for them. But because they understand, even if I'm not running the ball, you still have to respect it because I'm going to do it. If, if, if It's a lot of teams that we've seen. And I, I remember times when we had Le'Veon. Le'Veon would run eight times a game or James Conner would run eight times a game. And then it's like we throw in 60 times a game. Team's not even respecting it anymore. Right. And I, I, I think that both of these coaches understand I'm not going to get to that point. I'm not going to have us in that type of situation. So they're going to make sure that they continue to run the ball no matter if they're getting one yard, two yards a pop, because they know eventually if, if they don't think we're going to run the ball, we have good enough running backs. Well, Cam Akers is, is a home run threat. Mm-hmm. Joe Mixon, he'll get caught, but Joe Mixon can still get you 30-40. You know, so I, I think that they both still believe in their running backs. We talked a lot about the right side of that offensive line for the Bengals and how they've struggled in these playoffs. Nine sacks against the Titans. I mean, it's a damn good defense. Some of those sacks are on Joe. Some of those sacks are on the right side of that line. When you when you have, I won't say those kind of deficiencies because they're in the Super Bowl, right? But when you when you you don't have a strength in your old line, 
And obviously, if you can't block it, you can't run it. But for some reason, these last three games, they've been able to block everything enough to win. How do you, how do you compensate for a banged-up O-line or an O-line that isn't, um, isn't up to snuff, especially like you mentioned going up against Vaughn Miller and Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd and that defense? What, what do you think the Bengals will have to employ? Because we talk about quick game, but if I know you, I know you bring a quick game, I could just sit on your receivers and you know, bring safeties down and know that the ball is not going to get past 15, 20 yards, anything in an intermediate. How, how do you think the Bengals have to counteract all, all the while making sure they protect Joe Burrow? I think that they have to get the running, the running back in the uh, passing game a lot more. Joe Mixon, he's he's a good receiver. He's not, right. no Alvin Kamara, right? You know, but I think that he can do really good. or do well versus the Rams linebackers, like one on one coverage. Uh, you know, angle routes, just get him to the flat, make him make an open field tackle. I think if they give Joe Mixon the ball a lot more in the in the pass game. Uh, really quick, just give him the ball, like almost like a, it's almost like a extended run game mm-hmm. type of situation. Right, 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 right. I think that that can really help them when it comes to slowing down the, slowing down the passing game because they understand that if if I can't if I can't uh, throw short and I can't and these if I go deep, you know I have Aaron Donald and everybody at me. I have to figure out a way to give somebody that's one of my best players the ball, and I feel like just extending the run game by just giving Joe Mixon passes two yards from the line of scrimmage, three yards from the line of scrimmage. Joe Mixon's good enough to pretty much make anybody miss in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So he, he, he might have, you know, 10 carries, seven catches, that's still 17 touches, mm-hmm. and have over 100 yards, and it still be as effective as if you handed him the ball the, the same amount of time. Um, and then also, once you start counteracting that, you can start hitting them with double moves, and, and uh, uh, misdirection type of situations to then now you have yourself in an advantage because now they're thinking you're going to go short, 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 or give Joe Mixon the ball here or Joe, Joe, Joe Mixon the ball there, and then you can mix it up while giving them type of misdirection or, or double moves and things like that. Do defensive coordinators get antsy, you know, as a player out there on the field when you, you know – Maybe you're not getting the heat that you want to get or they're moving the ball on you, but you're not getting blown out. Like, Do defensive coordinators get antsy the same way offensive coordinators do where it's like, all right, we got to take a shot here, but uh, with a blitz or, you know, an exotic blitz or something coming from the edge or, you know, putting – because I've seen times this year where they put Aaron Donald, Vaughn Miller, and Leonard Floyd all on the same side of the field and say, which one of these guys you going to block, play, t- you know, tackle in games and stunts with them. Uh, does that happen with defensive coordinators in, in certain portions of the game or do they pick their spots the entire time i think that definitely happens throughout the game like one thing that coach coach tomlin he's a very aggressive coach so i'm gonna use just from yeah, experience yeah, for sure uh, one thing that coach tomlin likes to do especially uh towards the well it is it depends on what time it is in the game but he likes to blitz on first down mm-hmm. while a lot of teams don't like to do that because if i blitz you on first down then now when, when, like you were saying earlier hey I'm cool running the ball and having a third Two game. yards. Yeah, you three know, yards. If I blitz right. you on first down and you do a play action pass, now it's a third and it's second and 18. Mm-hmm. You know, so he might, cha- like some coaches might change it up like that. It's like, hey, I've been seeing you run it, run it, run it. I'm anticipating this play action right here. I'm going to blitz you and try to get a try to get a sack. Or, you know, some some coaches, they might get antsy in a different way. They might not be as aggressive as you think. And like, like the Steelers are a very aggressive team or the Rams are a very aggressive team. In a situation where you think that they're going to be very aggressive, that they might just man up or they might zone up on you, and now you're thinking six guys are going to come and or five guys are going to come. Now you have multiple eight guys in coverage, 
and that's not something that you anticipated because a lot of times if a quarterback they you know drop back pass a lot of times they're trying to get it not drop back pass but quick game pass mm -hmm. or play action pass if it's not going down the yard it's a play action and the quarterback pretty much turns and he he's already in stride where he's going to go if you have eight guys in coverage it kind of throws the quarterback off and then now that allows the the, the d line to get there a little bit faster. I mean, not a little bit faster, but get there. Yeah, a tick in. earlier. Yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit earlier because the quarterback, now he's holding the ball a little bit longer. So it, it might not be as uh, aggressive as a, as a, as an offense when it comes to, like, hey, play action Taking a shot. shot you yeah. know, but or, but it, there are teams, you know, in some situations, third and one, fourth and one, hey, I'm going all out. Mm -hmm. You get it or you don't. You mm -hmm. know, and um, it's, it's a few teams like that. But I feel like defensive coordinators have to be a little bit more uh, reactive or then aggressive because of that's just the nature of the game. Mm -hmm. We're reacting on everything that they do. Yeah. What's more dangerous in this game? The lowered expectations that maybe the Bengals might be coming in here with? Because everybody thinks the Rams going to win this game. Not everybody, but a, a large majority of the folks think the Rams going to win the game because of their star power is here in L.A., if that means anything to you. Oh, or – or the heightened pressure that's on Matt Stafford, that's on Aaron Donald to cement that legacy, that Hall of Fame career, all the defensive player of the years. He's talked about the only thing he's missing is a Super Bowl championship. Vaughn Miller getting a chance to be, was it, one of six players who's got two Super Bowl MVPs. I mean, a lot on the line for these guys, legacy and narrative-wise. So what what do you think is is um, more unrelenting, I guess, the, the expectations that are lowered? where maybe you can bounce around a little bit and not be on your team the way you're supposed to, or the the pressure that is on the Matt Staffords and the OBJs and the you know the Aaron Donalds and the Sean McVay's of the world. Because last time Sean McVay was here, for all the offensive guru stuff that we talk about and the Sean McVay tree, last time he was here, he said he got outcoached. Yeah. He, said, he said he was tight. He said he, didn't, he wasn't his normal self. So what do you think uh, will rule the day on Sunday? To me, I, don't, I think the pressure is different for everybody. Like, for instance, I don't think Matt Stafford has ever had pressure like this before. <laughs> yeah. You know, Aaron Donald. Shout out to Detroit. Shout out, no, really. <laughs> Aaron Donald has had pressure the whole time he's been in the league pretty much. He was he was the defensive player of the year, I mean, rookie of the year. Of the year and then yeah, yeah. right after that, he gets player of the year. So next, now everybody's next like, you're the best. Sap. Yeah. Now, now everybody's yeah. like, you're the best. Yeah. You know, so his whole career, he's the best. So, like, what is the best going to do? And he's been on some LeBron is like I'm stepping up every single time. Right. So I don't think right. the, I don't think pressure bothers him. I think Aaron is actually going to go out here and have a himself a game. Von Miller, I don't think it's going to bother him either. I think if anything the pressure is going to bother Matt Stafford more than anybody else because imagine going to a team, you getting traded to a team, and most time when you get traded to a team, most guys are like, "Hey, this team's going to be good. This team's going to be right. solid." The moment he gets traded to the team, they're like, this is going to be the Super Bowl winner. It's the final piece. It's yeah. the final piece. Yeah. So that's a lot of pressure to have on somebody that hasn't even won in the playoffs before. So I think the pressure on him is big. I think the fact that the Bengals don't have any pressure at all, I, I, I don't think that bothers – I think that might bother them more than Matt Stafford, you mm -hmm. know, because imagine just being as good as you are and beating the hell out of one of the best divisions in – in the, in the NFL, and everybody's like, yeah, they're all right. Yeah, it's you know, not at, the turn yet. After yeah. a while, um, I know just from experience, sometimes when people underestimate you or feel some type of weight about you, you kind of get over-eager or over, over like, not over-prepared, but just over-excited yeah. about a certain yeah. situation. Yeah. And I remember I played versus University of Michigan one time. I was super, super excited about that game, super ready to go because they beat us the year before. Mm -hmm. And – 
I was so tired. I mean, I, I was so amped up. I was tired before the game even started. And and that's what we was talking about to be at the top yeah. of the show where, you know, there's going to be dudes who that first those first couple series is going to be out there with their hands on, the, on their knees like, yeah. wait a minute, this seemed like the end of the game. Yeah. I mean, guys talk about that. So settling those nerves down and that pressure that you speak of is yeah. important. Yeah, so I, like, I don't think the experience matters as much, but I just think that being amped up can can really affect certain guys yeah. in, in in this type of situation, but I think certain guys are just, you know, pressure. Well, pressure uh, makes diamonds. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. Like, yeah. obviously, we have a dominant Aaron. You yeah. know what I'm saying. We have, and so we we gonna have to see with you know Sean McVay, and we gonna have to see with Matt Stafford. But I think Zach Taylor and those guys, I think they're just like, hey, just don't be too ready. Don't. Because it's, it's a such thing as being too ready. Yeah. You know, don't be too ready. Let the moment come Let to you. Let the moment come bit. to you. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. There's no better feeling than a personal win, and the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash RingerNFL. Just go to Indeed.com slash RingerNFL right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And now for the time that we're all here for, to be honest with you, the halftime show. Um, you know, the game's going to be cool and all, right? Uh, I expect the game to be much like the games have been this entire year, which is some mid. But the halftime show. Not the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, no, the playoffs have been outstanding. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. The divisional round games, outstanding. But come on, man. We did this for 20-some-odd weeks where it's like, hey, y'all, let's talk about the two games this week that were fun. <laughs> <laughs> and You know what I mean? And the, and the other 14 that were trash. Um, the, the halftime show. I'm looking forward to it. I, you know, I've, I look forward to all halftime shows, right? You get a chance yeah. to talk to your guests or just hang out for a little bit, get away from get away from all the food that's probably in the kitchen. Are you looking forward to the halftime show? Yeah, you know? I'm actually looking forward to it. The, the one thing that, I'm, that I wish that the NFL did a little bit better, and obviously I feel for this halftime is perfect for this halftime, you know, having Dr. Dre, mm-hmm. you know, Snoop Dogg, Kendrick. Kendrick, having like really L.A. Mary. dudes, you yeah, know, yeah. Mary J. Blige, and then obviously Eminem's from Detroit. Yeah. But I think just having that type of atmosphere, I think, it's, I think it's super dope for the Super Bowl. One thing that I wish the Super Bowl did is kind of play to the demographics a little bit too of having younger talent sometimes in the Super Bowl as well. Oh. So I'm, I, like they had I, to this time, uh, they had to this time. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they added a little bit. They added with Kendrick. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, but everybody else is 20, 10, 15 years older than Kendrick. You know what I'm saying? Like true, true, true. You know, so the one thing is, I wish the NFL did a better job of you know having some younger cats in this in the in the in the halftime show because sometimes. The music that's getting played in the halftime shows, obviously the older crowd, yeah. they understand all this music. But some of the younger crowd, they're like, man, I never heard this song ever before in my you life. You know why? 
because the younger crowd ain't buying a damn thing. That's why. The younger crowd, all these people here in at the Super Bowl, first of all, Super Bowl is always like – very um, quiet, right? Because there's no home field advantage. You got sponsors, families, everybody in the in the crowd. They, they're not they're not trying to impress Timmy. Timmy ain't got no money, and you're trying to impress Dad. Dad is out here spending all this money on the NFL experience. The NFL. I walked through hey, the NFL right, shop right. just now. I damn near lost my mind. I, I you got I was trying to find a Ryan Shazier jersey out hey, here. Nah. You know, it's probably I'm too old bit. now. Nah, see, and, and again, and again, I don't believe so at all. Like I, I'm I'm looking forward to the halftime show because you know i like everybody's music that's actually performing no i agree right I kendrick's agree. kendrick's got a album coming out hopefully you know he's letting everybody else in the world drop waiting for his album and if dr dre is involved you know there's going to be uh sonically you know there's going to be a certain level of quality no, to the performance right but i'm with you i'm with you like there have been super bowl performances in years past where i'm like eh, you know you know some, did you like some, last year's super bowl what was last year's super bowl j-lo yeah, I don't remember it much, yeah. to be honest with you. And, that, and that's, the, that's the experience that I feel that a lot of people have when it comes to Super Bowls. So I just feel – I think I, I think people are going to remember this one. Yeah. I think people are going to remember this one. But I, I feel that they should do a better job of having more of a memorable experience, a memorable experience yeah. when it comes to the music, you know, because I'm not really trying to listen to <laughs> – Say it. To, no, Say I'm, it. I'm cool, I'm cool, with, I'm cool, with, I'm cool with Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre and all them. But, like – Man, I'm not trying to listen to dudes from the 70s, 80s, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like we're in the 2022. This is 40 years ago. 70s and 80s. Man, say made it sound like it's the Stone Ages. <laughs> hey, no, but think about it, man. There's some, no, there's some people you. that's in the NFL right now yeah. that weren't even born in the, in the 90s. Yeah. No, I know. I know. You nah. know, so I, I feel like they got to start working on that a little bit better. Yeah, I, th- I think this is as uh, young as it's going to get for a little bit for us here at the old Super Bowl. <laughs> Ain't nothing but a G thing. It's going to be the most re- most recent song you're probably going <laughs> to hear for a while after the Kendrick set. But, uh, you know, hey, man, the, the halftime show used to be a bigger for me when I was a kid. Now it's just a chance to not watch football during a football game and talk to your guests. So you're going with the Rams. Yeah, what 100%. You doing. You're going with the Rams. 100% Rams. Sure you, you're going to keep that pick. I'm gonna keep the pick. I'm not. I'm not changing. All right. So why? Why the Rams? You think the Rams and Matt Stafford have enough? Is this going to be a close game? Is it going to be uh, a widespread? Is this thing going to crack open I, at the end? What, what, what you thinking? I'm thinking more like 27 to 24, 27 to 21, something like that. Mm. I think it's going to be around there. I don't think it's going to be way too many touchdowns, but I think it's going to be enough. Um, like I said, I think Aaron might score. I'm kind of biased. I'm close to his family. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can yeah. dig it. <laughs> I can dig it. There's, there's nobody you aren't close to, Ryan. No, no, that, that's very Come true. On, man. That's very true. I don't know anybody <laughs> on the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> well, I mean, and you should, to be honest <laughs> no, with you. But, there's no reason to. But honestly, I think that – I think I just think that certain guys, is like their legacy matters to them. And you can see the way that Aaron plays and the way that Vaughn plays, that, like, this really matters to them. And – to have a Super Bowl where you can literally sleep in your own bed, mm-hmm. and then I don't know if the NFL is making them sleep in the hotel, mm-hmm. but you can sleep in your own bed, come to your own stadium, and then win a Super Bowl in your own venue in front of your own fans. Obviously, it's gonna be fans right, all over right, the world. Right, right, right. I think to I think that means a lot to Aaron. You know, I think that means a lot to the, the Rams team. Um, I feel that the Bengals team is kind of like the Chiefs when they lost in the AFC Championship. I think this team is oh, a couple years yeah, back. Yeah, a couple years, years back. back. Like, okay. there is really, really, really good team, mm-hmm. and they have a lot of young pieces that can be there for a while. 
but I don't feel that right now is their time. I think it's the Rams' time to win the Super Bowl. Kind of like uh, I think Stephen A. said this earlier today. When Kevin Durant went to the Warriors, everybody was like, man, the Warriors win the championship. Obviously, Kevin Durant is a lot better than Matt Stafford. Than Matt Stafford. Right. Yeah, but I'm glad you I'm yeah. glad you clarified yeah, it, that. My he's man. a lot better than Matt Stafford. <laughs> but also, I think it I think it really means something that when one guy came to the party, he was like, "Hey, this is a Super Bowl caliber team. This team can win a Super Bowl, and they're here." Yeah, it's a lot of dudes that come and they don't even get close, and they're here, and I, and he's been stepping up. So I think it's their time, and I think I would be surprised though. I don't. I, I hate to say this, but I won't be surprised if you see the Bengals around for a long time. I think the Bengals are going to win this game, and I'm going to ask you because this is what I'm, I'm I'm hedging it on. Not even hedging it on. This is what I'm betting it on. Would you be more surprised by a horrible Joe Burrow performance or a fantastic Matt Stafford performance? I'll be more surprised. Man, that's a, that's a tough question. Because that's to me, that's what it comes down to. If this game is kept close, because – we act like their postseason um, experience isn't the same, but, you know, it's yeah. three games for one guy, three yeah. games for another. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, one guy has one win in playoff-wise coming into this. Another guy is his Zero. second year yeah, second in the year. NFL, right? I trust the results that I've seen over these years. Like, you get Pops and, and Mike yeah. Tomlin, everybody said, you know, somebody show you who they are, believe them, right? No shade to Matt Stafford. But for a number one pick, Matt Stafford has kind of – skated through with the Detroit thing for a while now, and now we see him on a big stage making enough plays. But, man, that, that Jaquaski tart drop, that that was a flashback that me as a Bear fan, I was like, ooh, like that right there. I think the Cincinnati defense is opportunistic enough. They're right? not dropping those. Yeah, they're opportunistic enough. Jesse Bates and them dude, DJ Reader. Like, I think they have enough players on defense that – at some point, it may not be in a crucial point. Like, if, if the Matt Stafford turnover comes, Rams are hoping is when they up by 17, up by 14, whatever the case may be. But if that joint comes when they down by seven or tied or down by three and it's a backbreaker, I wouldn't be as surprised by that as I would be by Joe Burrow having a ridiculously poor performance. I don't think he has that in him in this moment. One, because – there's just, I mean, yeah, he built for this moment. Some, there's something about the dude, right? Yeah, like he, he ain't he ain't number one in any of the tangible rankings that we would have, whether it be arm strength, athleticism, this that. But he, he damn sure top six, top seven, and a whole bunch of them, right? Yeah. So I think all those things are gonna come to play. That dude, for some reason, has a knack, and you know, I I hate to get into like the the touchy feely, like intangible stuff, but for some reason, people play better than they are at times around him. Like, call it a winner, call it whatever you want to call it. Yeah, he's a winner. He's and a winner. on top of it, he makes enough plays. I, if we're going down to it, man, the most important position on the field is those two quarterbacks. And one of them uh, I believe in a lot more than the other. And the other one is a good – like, Matt Stafford's, a, I think, a good player. Like, I was a part of the Matt Stafford. You don't think, like, he's, you don't think he's top ten in the NFL right now? I think, to, I think in this game he's number two. No, I know that. You know what I'm saying? It's only, it's only two on the field. For this one, and I think in this game he's number two. I think I, the better quarterback is going to win this game. I, I don't think I don't think today we have seen Joe Burrow have a, a bad game, like a bad bad game. Yeah. And if, if and you guys can look it up, I'm not sure. 
I mean, the nine sacks, that's the thing. I keep going back to it. Is that like, his we could, fault? We, nine we, sacks? Some of them. We could, we could talk like so nine take, sacks can't all be you on take, your offensive you line. You take four away. That's still a decent amount. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? That's, <laughs> you still, take four away. that's still a decent hey, amount. No, a don't three get me wrong. A three-sack game is a great sack day for a defense. I know. So, nine is, you know, everybody eating. Everybody eating. So, to me, if, if we're talking bad game, I, will, I'm more, I wouldn't be surprised to see – a big sack game like that from Joe Burrow before I see a uh, three pick game uh, from Stafford a three pick game so okay so what's more what's more probable three interceptions for Stafford or six plus sacks by the Rams defense six plus sacks easy that's not yeah? even close not even close I see because there's something is, in me that Zach Taylor can't be that crazy. Like there's gonna be max protect situations. Zach Taylor is out here. He one, you gotta protect the franchise. Two, no, you know, I, I, if I you win in Cincinnati, you can write your ticket in the NFL for the rest of your life. Yeah, now. I agree. This is all I'm gonna say. In the last three games we watched, in the last two games for sure, Cincinnati has started from behind. And when you start from behind, Trouble. that means people can start rushing the passer. Yeah. If the Rams go up by ten points. Ball game? I'm not going to say ball game. Okay. But a, a six sacks? It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> six sacks is coming for uh, sure. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. we are talking to a defensive player. Please keep that in mind. He, he how is, many he had last he week? Is, he is part of the uh, old guard had, of the NFL. How many he had last week? He hates points. How many he got sacked last he week? I think he got free, sacked four or three or four times he last week. He hates free releases. He hates it with any offensive success. No, no, he no, is the game cheering was, for an SEC championship kind of six to three no, ball no, game. No, 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 no. I definitely want to see points. I definitely want to see points. To me, to me, I just – it's crazy, it's crazy, man, because the game got is some really, boys, man. The game is really uh, offensive game nowadays. Yeah, yeah. And to me, it's, it's crazy because it's like it's almost a lack of respect for defensive players. Yeah, all like, the rules are skewed towards the offensive rules are side. To, yeah. to the offensive side. But and with all the rules skewed like that and somebody still getting nine sacks, <laughs> and you tell me – You know what you're saying right now. You tell me, do you think Tennessee's defense – our defensive line is better than the Rams' defensive defensive line. Uh, no, no, their front seven is not as good as. But Tennessee's front seven is no, pretty damn solid. good. No, they're solid. But, they're really but solid. yeah, the star power. I mean, come on. You know, it, you're talking about it, you're talking about two Hall of Famers, short fire Hall of Famers, two of the greatest defensive players of their generation in Vaughn and Aaron, and and a, and a guy that you know I got a chance to watch for a couple years in Chicago and Leonard Floyd, right? You know, so no, I trust me, I understand. I I, I just gotta. I got a Danny and the Miracles kind of vibe about this. Nah, he'll win. He'll win. So I won't be surprised. He'll, like I won't, if, the, if the Bengals win, I won't be surprised. I mm-hmm. won't be surprised at all. And that's why I was kind of changing my changing my opinion at first. I was like clear at first. It was Rams. Clear at first. And I'm kind of changing my opinion a little bit. But well, that's what the week does to you, though, right? The closer you get to the game, the underdog gets more steam, gets more publicity. And in this case, this is the other thing too. We got to talk about this. You know, Joe Burrow is a cool dude, right? Joe Burrow is a guy who went to Ohio State and Louisiana State University. So Joe Burrow is around a fair amount of brothers. People are acting as if they have never seen a cool white dude before. No, like, yeah, I agree. Like, 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 it's, it's like, hey, man, We're you see the swag on uh, Joe Swag. <laughs> they, they, they renaming him Joe Swag and all this other. I almost cursed. My bad, AR. Yeah, yeah, Joe Shiesty. Yeah, I'm like, because he wore a chain and a mock turtleneck? Hey. Like, is that is that all you got to do now to be invited to the cookout? 
You know, as I sit next to IB in his kente cloth, like, you know, you know how we vibe it. I'm like, it's like the, I ain't never met a cool white boy no, before. No, I, I agree. Here. I agree. <laughs> like, they like, everybody's they saying. Joe, to, Joe for president now. Like, damn. Like, Lamar Jackson been dressing like this for years. Like, what we got going on out here, huh? Hey, you said you it. Know? You said cool white boy. Yeah. Most, most quarterbacks in the league, <laughs> they, don't, they don't have that persona, man. They all, yeah. you know. Button down. Button down. And the ones that do end up being, you know, at mid, like Baker. Baker. You know? <laughs> like, like they come out the gate like, hey, don't you don't you bring that sauce in here? Because if you do, you better be good. And Joe Burrow, you know, answered the the, the bell because there's a lot of cool ones, but you know, they you know they soon to be backups. You know, like Ryan Fitzpatrick came out there with Deshaun Jackson's outfit that one time. It was funny, but you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he a double agent. He gonna give you the ball. So we went to Harvard. He understand. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, Ben. Right ben. when Ben first came in the league, fubooed out, had the big chains. I had know, to that, clean that, that up was that. really Ben, but but then you know stuff happened. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you, you yeah. Gotta, yeah change yeah, up yeah, how you make you a hard left it. turn yeah. on the old image. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But for this, and that's just you know that's just an aside. That's just my side note. But like, let's f- folks. We have all met cool white people before. Joe Burrow is not the first one that y'all have met. Knock it off. It's a lot of pressure on him, right? Yeah, I mean, like he don't matter who most wanted. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, you're going to make him a caricature. You know what I'm saying? Like, let him do his thing. Like, oh, look at the, this. I heard, I heard middle-aged white men on SportsCenter say the word swagger 45 times yesterday. And I'm like, stop it, y'all. Knock it off. He, he's a young dude. I don't know, he do be clean, though. He, nah, he is. He do be clean, he though. He is. Don't get me wrong. I respect the swag. But it's like, come on, man. Like, we, we you know, he's a quarterback. Like, yeah. this is the new age. You, Josh Allen, have you heard Josh Allen talk? Like, you know, that's Jamal Allen damn near for 60 minutes of a football game out there. So, it is what it is. So, you're going with the Bengals. I'm sorry, I'm going with the Bengals. You're going with the Rams. This episode is brought to you by Modelo. What does a true fan look like? It's cheering the loudest. It's never missing a game, no matter what. And for that, you deserve an ice cold reward because you are a fighter and Modelo is your reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Shop delivery or pickup options near you at ordermodelo.com. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. So, Lovey Smith. (laughs) He is going to be the... Houston Texans head coach got it. Hey, the Bears ain't been right since Lovey was gone. And, I, and I've said it before. I'll say it again. They fired the man when he was 10 and 6. The only thing that, that – um, I don't understand that with NFL teams. What, when they fired him? They no, wanted no, no, to fire like, him a year before. Like a lot of times they will fire a coach after success. You might not win a Super Bowl, but you still have success. That means they wanted your ass out of there the year before. Just, and that's what it was with Lovey. But even like with John Fox, like obviously they didn't win the Super Bowl the year after – but you can't tell me that they weren't – like, they, he would have came back they still would have won the Super Bowl. Hey, man, I, I can't explain to you any of these head coaching hires or uh, the criteria, and especially in this cycle where we've got everything in the mix with the Brian Flores class action suit. We didn't get a chance to really uh, talk about that too much, if I'm not mistaken. But 
this Houston Texans thing is super weird to me because you you let go of David Cully after year one, and there's reports that Lovey Smith wasn't even on the interview list. The Brian Flores class action suit comes out, then all of a sudden it's <laughs> it's kind of like you know, and, and you know, it's not like it, but. Remember 9-11 where people talked about the first time people could fly would be the safest time that people could fly after 9-11? It's like after the Brian Flores class action suit, the best time to be a brother head coach is now. Because but, but it, now is, you got Lovey Smith and all these dudes getting getting looks. And shout out to Lovey. I'm, I'm a fan of Lovey's. But if he wasn't on your interview though. list and all of a sudden he's your head coach and everybody thought Josh McCown was going to be the guy after having no previous head coaching experience with being loved by everybody in the NFL. It just speaks – it's like proving the point that not only Brian Flores but a lot of people are making around the league. Like, you're going out your way. And then on top of it, you're giving – the brothers, the worst franchise is the coach now, too. So it's like, how long is Lovey, Lovey Smith ain't going to win no games in Houston? Yeah, no, no, Right? No. So he's going to be the next one to get fired, too. So it's it's kind of like the animal eating itself every yeah, single offseason. You know, it's kind of crazy to me, obviously, with the with the lawsuit going out. It's been, what, nine head coach jobs? Not nine. Eight. It's been eight head coach jobs. Lovey Smith is one when you have the situation when he wasn't even a candidate. But I, I'm not – saying that black coaches need to, like, we have to have 10 black coaches. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there should definitely be more. To me, how is, you know, how is uh, Biennemi not a coach? How is Brian Leftwich not a coach? Mm-hmm. You know, how is uh, Brian Flores Brian, Brian Flores <laughs> not a coach? You know, how is uh, uh, Bowles not a coach? I yeah. understand, like, yeah. I understand that he didn't do well in his first time. There's a lot of people who don't. It's Dennis Allen is getting another ch- another uh, another bite at the apple in in, in New Orleans right. after that Raiders debacle. Right, right. So, so to me, is I understand like all this is happening. I feel with all this is happening, it should make you even think like, hey, let me just let me think about this one more time. You know, at least let me think about this one more time. And obviously, there's more white males than there are black males in America. Like that's just the, the world we live in. But at the end of the day, I feel that there shouldn't be one. Or two two coaches yeah. for thirty for thirty two teams and I guess half a coach. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So right. we have we have two and a half black right. coaches in the league on right his now. grandmother's side. You know what on I'm saying? So side. so all, to me it's just it's kind of crazy what's going on. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I just I'm, I'm happy for Lovey Smith to be able to get yeah, the job for sure. But to me I feel that he's he's obviously qualified for the job. But for me I feel out of all the coaches that have the ability to be a coach right now. He was the least likely yeah. to be a head coach. Yeah, yeah, especially in this cycle, right? right? I mean, you got guys like Patrick Graham and others out there. It's just, yeah, it's just weird. I, I remember as a kid coming up, um, Sherm Lewis was that guy for me, um, and I'm 41 years old. So Sherm Lewis was running offenses, and you're like, man, they keep scoring points in Minnesota, but. Sharm Lewis can't get this gig. And it wasn't as big a story as it is now. And I got a chance to work with Sherm Lewis's son, Kip Lewis, at NBC Sports Chicago for a little bit. And, you know, I talked to him about, like, what it did to his dad. And thinking that you're next in line and you see these coordinators who are getting gigs and you know that your offense is out there putting up numbers. And you're like, all right, this is, you know, these things change the course of people's lives. Like, a lot of people don't get um, – looks and when they do get a look they show you they should have got that look you know i'm from chicago right chicago white Sox had no intention of interviewing ozzy again 
but they did it because Jerry Reinsdorf has a good uh, rapport with him. He's a former player with him. Say, hey, give Ozzy a look. Next thing you know, the only World Series you get in 88 years until the, the Cubs won theirs was from Ozzy Guillen and Chicago White Sox. So, and, hell, Mike Tomlin. I'm not saying the uh, the Roonies, yeah. you know, had to be forced into yeah. to sitting down with Mike Tomlin, but, you know, it's a lot of bad coaches running around. Yeah. So you might want to open up your talent pool. I mean, it's, it seems simple from a business standpoint. If you are limiting your talent pool, you're going to get limited talent. And we just keep, like, no, no shade to Dennis Allen. Like, he, he, he stepped into that New Orleans defense, turned that thing around. Like, the, the Saints defense rose to the level where their offense was falling off and kind of caught up and, and kept them competitive. But Dennis Allen was 8-28 and 28 in his two and a half seasons with the the Las Vegas, well, the Oakland Raiders at the time. I don't know too many brothers that got 8-28 eight, eight and 28 on their record or resume that can go back and get a job. Yeah. I remember back when I was a kid, Ray Rhodes, right? 8-8, eight and eight, get your ass out of here. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, that, so I just I, – it's, it's weird to me. And – the fact that there are all these people who, like, the benefit of the doubt is giving, like, oh, well, you know, maybe this is happening or maybe this is happening. Or maybe exactly what you see is happening is happening. And that's what it looks like when Jack used to be and the Houston Texans can sit down and say, uh-oh, we can't hire Josh McCown right now because this is going to look bad, so let's give it to the black guy after just firing the black guy after one year. I just, you know – and in the end, I don't know how much of a dent it makes either because we're all, you know, we're, we're all complicit, right, because we're here at the Super Bowl. We watch NFL football. So we gripe and we bitch and moan for a little bit. And then three years later, we're back in the same pocket. And, you know, you're having the Fritz Pollard committee have come out and say things and Roger Goodell comes out and say things. And I don't think Roger Goodell is, you know, I think Roger Goodell is – apart from the owners on this. I think Roger yeah, Dale wants this to be a certain way, and he I doesn't agree. like the optics, but he also understands who he works for as yeah. well. And so it's, it's a trick bag that I don't think the NFL is going to be out of anytime soon because to open that frequency up is going to take a lot more than a hashtag on at the end of the end zone or on the back of a helmet. Agree, agree. Another coach that kind of surprised me that he didn't get a job, and he, I don't know if he's a, a good interviewer or, or not, and I have two things to say after, after this one is Rich Bisacci. He led a team to the playoffs, and then now he's back at a special teams role. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but to me it's just if anybody – After what that team went through. Yeah, <laughs> if anybody showed that they can lead a team, and then you see the response from the players of how they felt as him as their coach, if anybody can show you that they can lead a team in this to success – and obviously they have pieces, yeah. but nobody didn't think they was going to make it to the playoffs after what they went through. Yeah. To me it was kind of surprising that he didn't – get a, a, a opportunity of a head coaching job. And I don't know if he interviewed or not, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I was really surprised about that. But one thing I want to ask you is, like, when you want to become a head coach in the NFL, do you just say, hey, I want to apply? Like, <laughs> no, nah, because I'm not, They I'm talk not, about the pipeline a lot, right? Because I'm, I'm, I'm not even trying to be an asshole right now. No, because, I got like, you. for instance, I, like, Josh McCown has a lot of NFL experience, football, quarterback experience. But he has zero coaching experience. Yeah, he coached high school this last couple of years, I believe. But no, yeah. no professional, no or professional. Collegiate. Yeah, yeah. So to me, you know, if if I'm like, hey, Ryan Shazier wants to be a coach, do I just go up to, you know, the Oakland Raiders like, hey, I want to be a coach? <laughs> you like, knock on the door, put the yeah, application under yeah, the door. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and that's that's all I'm that's all I'm asking because to right. me, it's like, how do they even know? Like, do I talk to my agent and just say, hey, I want to start being a coach, and then you you apply, you know, because to me that just that was that's kind of crazy that somebody that has 
zero experience in the NFL in college is about to win a job over people that's been coaching and very success, successful at coaching. Mm-hmm. You know, so that I, I, I'm not trying to be funny, but it, to no, me, no. I just, I, well, what is the process? Well, you know that, what I'm that, that Texans thing is uh, is a little different, right? Because you got McNair and then you got Jack Easterby, and they roll a little bit differently than the rest of the league does in terms of what their values are. Uh, Josh McCown is an incredibly religious cat. Jack used to be his entire, like, I believe he was the team chaplain, if I'm not mistaken, before he started running the squad. So it's like there's different, there's different um, entry points there in terms of that relationship. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for years, they, they, you know, it was the coordinator route. And then it switched to, okay, we need offensive minds. And if you look at it, um, the college or collegiate level, it's not a lot of black head coaches. There's not a lot of black offensive coordinators. So if you're if you're just mining the offensive talent because of the way the rules are skewed, the way the game is officiated, the way you are allocating funds now in terms of offense, left tackle, quarterback, wide receiver, running back, like the big money positions, offense is going to be the role. You got to have somebody that knows how to deal with offenses. Oh wait a minute. All the brothers and special teams coaches and defensive coordinators. Oh, wait a minute. You got Eric Bieniemy out there who's been with Patrick Mahomes. Ah, oh, he's coaching under Andy Reid, and he didn't develop Mahomes. Well, what about Doug Peterson and Matt Nagy, right? Like, mm-hmm. So at some point, you're going to keep running into these dead ends of the bullshit, right? Like you can't just – all right, that's just a lie after a while. Yeah. So if the, And now it's, it's about the pipeline. I don't know if everybody's been watching, but – these these uh these owners are going to like liberal arts colleges to get all these dudes. Like Mike McDaniel's went to Yale, so if you're finding cats from Yale and and these directional schools, it ain't about the pipeline. It's about who you know. It's about nepotism, right? And if we're really getting down to it in any industry, um, there aren't too many where black folks are going to rule when it comes to nepotism. So. I I believe we're generations, to be honest with you, especially in this sport, away from having the kind of uh, numeric balance that we see on the field in coaching, front office, and ownership I don't think we'll ever see the balance that we see on the field. I don't ever think we'll see the balance that we see on the field. Was it 70-30? It's 70-30. I just don't – to me, obviously, a friend of mine – who owns an NFL team, and I'm not going to say which one. Ooh, you see Um, that, yo? You see that? That's money talk. That's big cloth uh, talk right no, there. I'm not going to say which yeah, one. The man was but telling he, me that his closet his closet fell down because of how many clothes he had. No, yeah, I didn't he, say that. I didn't say that. He's like, yo, I said Jay, my, my bro, Egyptian cloth so heavy. I don't have any Egyptian cloth. <laughs> he's like, just, my, 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 my gold-covered pillowcases. No, you know what's crazy is that I actually I actually gave a lot of clothes away. Ooh, right? more because, cloth no, talk. Because I don't, Charity. I don't, no, no. Letting you peasants I, yeah, eat oh my off my, yeah, my fine go. linens. Here you go. <laughs> nah, I actually gave a lot of clothes away. And my wife actually continues to buy stuff. I don't. I, I wear the same stuff every day. Ooh, like, this man is hitting nah, all the checkpoints. No, nah, but that's all I'm saying. But the thing is crazy, my closet did, my closet rack just fell off the we wall. We just told the story. Hey, we, people know why. I don't have any, like, you I don't have no too much money. Whatever. You got whatever, man. gold nah, covered but, dashikis in there? Nah, nah, that's you. That's Isaiah. That's you. No, that's you. No, but to me, it's just, like, my friend who was saying that, on the NFL like franchise is more fun than it is actually a business. Mm. It's like it's like it's not as profitable as a lot of the businesses that a lot of owners have. So yeah, to it's them, like a toy, it's yeah, an asset. It's a more of an asset, you mm-hmm. know. So a lot of teams aren't going to just give up their team 
just nah. to give it up. No, nah, you ain't getting out the NFL business. Yeah. Nah, 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 no, nah But, but the thing happening. is, if your team goes to the playoffs, you, you, that's when you start making money. Your team win the Super Bowl, yeah. that's when you start making money. But just having a team is, is not that profitable. Or you could be the Cowboys and not do anything for 28 years. And, and, but, but, and be but raking to, in the dough. But you have to build yourself into the biggest brand. Yeah. Like true, the biggest true, true. brand in all the sports. True. Like not just American sports. Yeah. Yeah. Like, People, people who kick balls, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> people, the man couldn't even, ladies and gentlemen, out there listening, it's the it's man like, disrespects soccer so it's, much it's, that so he can't did, even say it. You, you he said people soccer. who kick balls. You, you, you disrespect the soccer because it's really called football. You feel I, what I'm saying? I know it's called football, you, it's right? Really called look, football. At, look at him. See how he turned it on me? Hey, uh, that closet it's, joke took it there. Hey, it's, 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 really, <laughs> it's really called football. You know it's really called. This man is looking at somebody whose parents are from Central America and telling me that it's called football. You just said. The people who kick balls. Hey, they kick balls. <laughs> we, we throw balls over here. We, <laughs> we throw balls over here, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, this, just, the civic hey, pride hey, is no, beaming hey, right I'm, now. Hey, I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> it, 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 it used to be a running game, you know, when Jerome yeah. Bettis played, Eric yeah. Dickinson played. Now the we good old days. Now we throw it. You know what I'm saying? This ain't football for real. You hey, think about oh, it. I see, and, he about to go hey, off on nah, a nah, whole nah, different nah, tangent nah, now. He about to call people. Yeah, yeah. It's the old man pod. All this man shades here, 27 years old. All I'm saying is that if you, the only way to get paid like that, you have to turn into the biggest brand in the world. Right. And that's what they did. You know, so it's not a lot. I, it's not a lot of uh, like you said. It has to be generations, a hundred yeah. years from now, this thing when, be. when it's gonna be you know multiple black owners. But then we're gonna have teams all over the world. Yeah, you know, and that's when we have black owners because it's in Africa or if it's in, Ladies or if it's in, or if it's in Europe, or if it's in we, Europe. Come on, bro. We come just on. no, no, we no. Come I'm on, saying bro. no, no. We good here. This is a good idea. Instead of NFL Europe, we do NFL Africa. Have my man Ryan Shazier be the commissioner. You dig? Nah, you know, nah, we I'm employ good. his trucking company. Nah, you know, chill. get things from place hey, to place. Hey, I mean, chill out, chill out. It's a double dip. No, you know I'm what just mean? saying because overseas, it's, it's a lot of it's a lot of wealthy people yeah. of color. You know what I'm saying? So when, I think when we start going overseas and having expansion teams, that's when it, we might have a little bit more diversity. I think I was reading something of like the the 150 billionaires here in the, in the country. Seven of them are black. So we got to get those seven together, right? We got to get Oprah and Jay-Z and Robert Smith and all these people together and have them try to buy. But, you know, they ain't going to sell us nothing other than, like, the Panthers or something like that. We ain't going to get no, we ain't going to get no, you know, no top. Shout out to all the Carolina Panthers fans out there. But Broncos are for sale right now. Ain't gonna, they ain't going to get the Broncos. Yeah, it's going to be something do you, else. Do you, would you? If you, if, you were, if you were able to buy a team, Ryan Shazier, and it wasn't the Pittsburgh Steelers, which team would it be? Like, like, does it depend? Oh, uh, see, um, look at, look no, at no, my this this smiling. This, you no, think about money. Because, <laughs> like, everybody's price going to be different. Like, if you, if, you buy, if you buy the Jacksonville Jaguars, their price I'm not, is – I'm not living in Jacksonville. You know their team – a lot of owners don't live where their team is at. Too. I don't even want to visit. But I'm saying, but if you, if you buy the Jacksonville Jaguars, that's completely different than buying the New York Giants or the L.A. Rams. Yes, it is. It's Florida as opposed to New York. No. I, well, well, let me say this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go I mean, to shout out to you as a good right, uh, well, Florida let me say this. dude. Like, uh, the, the Vegas Raiders are, are, more, are less expensive than the Rams, but, like, both of them are going to be very expensive. I can't. You know, Vegas going to be expensive for me on the, on the yeah. backside. So, to yeah. me, it, it'll be about where I feel like I can have a large fan base. Yeah. But also have a loyal gotta fan have, base. I got to have a good stadium situation. You don't want to move mm-hmm. in anywhere, and the next thing you know, you got to – I want a loyal fan money. base, though. I want a loyal fan base. So, I, to me, if I, if, I was to, if I was to buy a team, I, me personally, 
I'll probably buy the Giants. The Giants? All right. And the reason I'll buy the Giants is because it's in the Because they've been through a lot of pain, and any kind of winning you bring, you're going to be the man. No, no, that, that too. <laughs> but, but also, the reason I say the Giants is because no matter – obviously, they have a loyal fan base because they have the most people, yeah. obviously. Yeah. But you know that your stadium is going to stay packed, and then that you can really grow it into like an American-type team. Who's going to be your head coach? Who's going to be my head coach? You better coach? hire a brother right now. Who's going to be my head coach? You better right? hire a brother right see. now. The whole world lie. listening. We're going to send up the clarion call to the brothers right who, now. Who's going to be my head coach? Oh, man, that's a tough question. He ain't about to hire a brother. No, 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 no. I can see hey. it in his eyes. Hey, nah. It's what happens when they get in hey, power. See, that's, the, that's, the, that's the problem. That's the problem. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm interviewing. The, I'm, interview, I'm doing the interview process. Hey, my, my business already a minority-owned company. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, you see, hey. you see what happens. You hey, get nah, power I'm, I'm and they forget. Nah, I'm, I'm, nah, it's not that. I'm not nah, forgetting. Nah, I'm nah. just trying to get the best person, you know, the best person for the job. Hey, who are you talking nah, like an owner right nah, now, nah, ain't he? Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I'm gonna see if, if I was to, if I was to hire a coach right now. Um, obviously, I can't co hire Coach Tomlin, but like I will hire somebody that's like. You know, like a Joey Porter. Nah, nah, nah. I love Joey, but not that ain't my coach. Um, not right now. I, Joey and knock everybody I, out. No, no, I'm not. Nah, yeah. I think I think Joey would be a good coach, but that that wouldn't be my coach right now. I think I'll hire somebody like, you know, somebody that's like Troy or somebody that's more of a uh, like Ray Lewis type of type of. Character. Yeah, Ray is your head coach. No, but not. That's but gonna not, be an entertaining in situation. Reason, and the reason I'm not not even saying Ray Lewis. I'm saying somebody that's kind of like. Uh, somebody that's known, but like you know, they truly love the game and gonna try to find the for best sure. situation. For sure, like not not that's trying to, you know, just. I, and, and I'm gonna hire somebody that's defensive minded because me personally, I think that we can find a good offensive minded coach since there's so many of them out there. Yeah, you know, yeah. but it's not a lot of good defensive minded coaches. So I, I would hire somebody, you know, like that or. Um, uh, yeah, somebody, somebody around there, or like Cam Hayward or something like that. But there he's a player. Go. He's a player. So. Oh, man, I'm looking forward to when the New York Giants are sold to my main man, Ryan Shazier. Man, that team going to be like $15 billion. <laughs> hey, you got it. No, I, I, don't, I, I, don't I see it. you over here replacing gold-plated closets and stuff. You got it. Yeah. All right, man, this was fun. This was fun. Uh, as you guys are, are used to, uh, James Jones did his, you know, we this was the Tuesday Ringer NFL show featuring James Jones. <laughs> <laughs> we, got a, we got a nice little feature out of JJ. You know, he stopped in on us. Uh, I'm looking forward to this experience, though. So we got the Rams. We got the Bengals. Super Bowl Sunday coming up. Um, you know, the NFL experience is happening. We're in this giant convention center. We got a whole bunch of stages. We got a table set up over here. We got AR. We got Isaiah. We got Pat. We got the entire social media squad. And this is my first green room as well. So I appreciate everybody for uh, treating me as gently as possible, even though I know them comments over there are just flagrant. Um, so, Rod, before we get up out of here, man, anything you want to you say before uh, Super Bowl you know, week is done, I guess, because this is our only pod for this week, right? Yeah, man. So, um you got the you got the Rams winning, so you yeah, know. I got the Rams winning. I think I'm changing my coach. You think he? <laughs> oh Lord, have mercy! This man is hiring another coach in his head right now. My coach. Who? Oh man, I think I'm, I'm gonna have to go with like Rob Wilson. Ooh. Honestly, I think it's gonna be a great experience. I think uh, I think the Rams gonna pull it off, but I, th I think I think it's pretty dope that uh, that you know the Super Bowl is in L.A. I I think it sucks though that you know it's COVID. Yeah, man. Because I think it will actually it, – this is it's big, but I think it will be a lot more, more going, going, yeah. going on if it wasn't for COVID. But uh, I think 
I think the NFL is going to do it right, and then I won't be surprised if it's back here in like five years or something like that. Yeah, so. man. Looking forward to this week. Looking forward to hanging out with everybody. Make sure you guys are following us on all of our social media platforms. Make sure you're following The Ringer NFL. You're already following The Ringer because you know you know you should. Yeah. And, of course, if you want to follow me, at Jason1Golf. What are you, at Ryan Shazier? Simple uh, as that. If it's Instagram, at Shazier. Uh-huh. If it's Twitter at Ryan Shazier. Okay, there it is. And what about uh, all, all the other, you know, nefarious <laughs> websites that you might be on as well? Any yeah. other any other apps that, that we might catch you on? You no, know, Clubhouse. I, or? And I don't really, I don't really be on on many other apps like that. Yeah, man. yeah. You know, so yeah, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, man. It's a dangerous place out here on the internet. All right, for Ryan Shazier and James Jones from 40 minutes ago, I'm Jason Goff. Uh, thank you all for hanging out with us here on the Tuesday <laughs> Ringer NFL show. Yeah, James knows he's our guy. And on top of it, James is buying everything for us this week. Yeah. That's because for 20-some-odd 20, 20 weeks, you know, the diva wide receiver it's has been, been – Yeah, we've been, we've been dealing with him. So now we're here in his city. It's time for him to pay up for Isaiah and Arjuna and Ram Kapal. For everybody, thank you so much for hanging out with us. This has been, uh, this has been fun. This has been a green room, and it's been the Tuesday Ringer NFL show.